Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And today we are going to be talking about Christmas movies, but with a little bit of a twist. We're not talking about the classics like It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Story, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know, the ones that you watch over and over again. We're talking about some that we think are pretty good that maybe get overlooked a little bit. Maybe they're not as like overly Christmas as some of those other movies, but we still think they're pretty good and worth watching. And so we've each picked one or two movies that we're going to talk. Oh man. Oh man. Tracy's all decked out today. He's at Ebenezer. He's got a hat. He's going to break out into song in a minute. It's going to be awesome. There is going to be. We are talking about some movies that we've kind of picked that we enjoy watching that maybe you don't necessarily think of as your go-to Christmas movie, but maybe you should. Maybe you should. So we'll start. We'll start with the one that Tracy picked because we've got three to talk about today. And Tracy, why don't you share with us the movie that you picked and and why you picked this particular one? So I went with the most Christmassy movie of the three. I I I feel. Yeah. Uh, I went with the uh, Albert Finney musical Scrooge. Okay. And now this this is one, there's a lot of different Scrooge stories. There's a lot of different takes on a Christmas Carol. Um, Guy Pierce did one last year that was on TNT. That was supposed to be like really dark and weird. Um, Mm -hmm. Patrick Stewart did a great one. Um, Muppet Mm -hmm. Christmas Carol is genius. The, The Disney Christmas Carol is great. There's so many, but for some reason, Scrooge kind of falls into the not watched or appreciated quite as much. And I mean, it, it is a little dated. It was uh, mid seventies. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of the special effects don't hold up particularly well, but there are some that I love the, uh, the ghost carriage that comes through Scrooge's living room. It yeah, reminds me of cool. like the haunted mansion at Disney. It mm-hmm. was like, I could totally see something like that. Yeah, um, I, that's that's funny that you said that when we watched it the other night in preparation for this. That was my first thought. I was like, that could be something that you would see right in the Haunted Mansion in, in Disneyland or Disney World because it, it looked just like that. Yeah, and and I got to say, this is one that I kind of grew up on. It was probably, we discovered it probably when I was a teenager. And my mom loved Albert Finney um, mm-hmm. as an actor and found this film. And so it kind of became a Christmas tradition of, at my house. And I hadn't seen it for a couple of years when I rewatched it last night. And so it was just bringing back all the feels, man. I'm like, yeah. Oh, all the memories, <laughs> but it's a, there's some really cute songs in this one. And I feel like it's my favorite version of Scrooge, the character. Okay. Yeah. Watching it. Um, I, I think I, had at least heard of it and obviously familiar with the story. I mean, that's the thing. If you watch it, it's a story, you know, because it's the Christmas, it's a Christmas Carol and they don't really go outside the bounds of the story at all. It's not like they add a whole lot into it or anything like that. It's very faithful to the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you watch it, like it's going to be familiar and comfortable if you haven't seen it before. Um, There are some catchy songs. There are some other songs that are kind of just, they fall flat a little bit. Yep. I will yep. say when he's singing, I hate people. I'm like, this is totally my jam. Sometimes I could definitely <laughs> feel that way. Um, but also I had heard, I knew the song, the thank you very much. Thank you very much. I did not realize that one of the scenes that they sing that in is like when he's dead. And I'm like, this is a very like morbid song now because it's like, thank you for dying. We're just glad you're dead. Like that's the best thing you've done for us. Um, <laughs> So I think a lot of the songs in this movie could be used in 2020 for various things that have happened this year. Yes. <laughs> like I'm watching it and I messaged you guys and I was like, am I watching the right movie? Because like, I didn't expect all of the songs and then I didn't expect them to be like, so rude. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, like that one, and then like all of the stupid kids that I'm sorry, I just wanted to punch him in the face that they're following Mm -hmm. him as he's thinking I, as he's singing, I hate people. I'm like, I would too if I had these stupid kids following me and taunting me everywhere I went. Like, where are their parents? Where are send them to jail? Like, is there a place for these people? It's it's Dickens ruffians. That's that's who those kids are. Well, yeah, I I love. (laughs) I love the uh, romanticized. 
London that that people paint right. for a Christmas Carol. Like Dickens right. is writing it in the middle of filthy London in the middle of the 19th century, where it's just gross and dirty and awful. And then we make the Christmas story or a Christmas Carol over and over again, and it's like pretty. And I mean, it's dark-ish, but it's not like the kids are all clean. And, so, and I'm like, right, right. this is not the London that Dickens wrote about in, <laughs> in a Christmas Carol or any of his books. Um, speaking of those kids real quick, did anybody think that the redhead turns out to be Scott Farkas years later in a Christmas story? You mean no. Scott Farkas? His name is Scott. Oh, S-C-U-T. Right. Yes. I, said, I had no, no idea. Scott. My whole yeah. life I thought it was Scott Farkas and I found out watching it with captions on that it was Scott. I'm like, that can't be right. Looked it up on IMDb. It is Scott. S-C-U-T. Wow. And yeah, he has yellow eyes. Yellow eyes. Kid. I was like, yep, that's Scott Farkas. So he, <laughs> it was funny when, when we were watching, you mentioned it being mid seventies. There's something about period piece movies that are made in the seventies that you can immediately place them as being made in the seventies. Like totally. immediately it's the hairstyles. They do something with the clothes. So it's like, we're like kind of making this period old timey, but we're not. It's it's right. the little prairie or little, little house on the prairie effect where like you watch it and you're like, yeah, this is seventies all the way. That's a good point. That's a really I think good I point. did this movie a disjustice because I'd never seen it before, which is weird because I do like musicals. I do like Albert Finney. He's one of my favorites. Like I used to have a huge crush on him. Um, mm -hmm. And I'd never seen this, but I watched it immediately after watching the last episode of The Mandalorian, which yeah. kind of made everything suck. Mm -hmm. I was like, <laughs> I was like, maybe I need to step away and watch something else and then come back to this because I was just like unimpressed with everything. <laughs> it did remind me of Oliver, though. You remember well, the musical Oliver? Like I used to watch that all the time, and I was watching this, and I was like, "Oh, this this has given me some Oliver vibes." Um, but yeah, I do think it was really muddy. I think the the coloring of the movie was really muddy. Yeah. Like I yeah. understand that it's supposed to be dirty and during that time, but if you kind of compare it to Oliver, it does also have that the dark gray tones and the dirty and stuff. But did did you feel like it was muddy? Like it yeah, just I've always kind of felt that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's if it's an intentional on the colorization or or I mean the the colorizing or just or because it was made in the seventies. Made in the seventies and it aged and nobody's taken the time to fix it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Albert Finney, like I knew who Albert Finney was going into it, and watching him play Scrooge, I just thought, was he always just old? Cause like, I know Albert Finney, like late in his life, Albert Finney. And like, right. that's who I'm most familiar with. And I'm like, he, was he like 170 when he died? And so I like looked it up and obviously it was makeup in here and he does a great job as Scrooge. Like he, he overplays it, but he does it in a way that it is almost endearing by the end of the film. And you just enjoy um, his, his portrayal. I think I enjoyed it quite a yeah. bit. I, I love the fact because to me, this is like, the dirtiest, grungiest, meanest, most despicable Scrooge out there. Mm -hmm. Like you still, Michael Caine still has dignity, you know? Yeah. Um, Patrick Stewart is still. I mean, he's Patrick Stewart. Yeah. It's hard to and, wash the dignity off of Patrick Stewart. Finney, man, Finney is just this crippled, warped little yes. man. And he's so mean and awful. But then I love the character arc because at the end, when he does, after the ghost of Christmas future comes, he is so childlike when he goes into the toy store and he's mm -hmm. picking out all the toys for all the kids. It's just, it's delightful to me. I think that's some fantastic acting. I, I agree. It is, it is really impressive for him to go from the hunched over mean, decrepit Scrooge. And then at the end playing the Scrooge, that's dancing through the streets dressed as father Christmas and to do it in a way that you feel like this is the same character who's right. just grown He's not doing backflips and cartwheels. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he, as he's singing the song at one point when he stops to say Merry Christmas a couple of times, like he is like out of breath. And I thought, is he like having a heart attack? Is, is Scrooge <laughs> going to die like right here on the spot? Which for a guy who just would hobble around Thank the streets to all of a sudden be dancing. <laughs> you know, that's, but, but it is a good portrayal of the character because all of a sudden be up and dancing around and running through the streets. You're not like, anyway, it was a small detail that I thought 
added to the character a little bit. I like that. Um, but and I and I enjoyed his character arc too. I love the scene uh, where he's with Christmas, the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, and he's at his nephew's party and they're playing the uh, minister's <laughs> cat game, and he's like participating. He's like following along with it, and he's just so excited and into it. Um, and you can kind of see that growth starting to happen with him. And, um, and I and like that a lot. End, he's thanking all the guests that came to his nephew's party. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, and it's fun because he gets to that state and then that's when it transitions into the ghost of Christmas is yet to come. Yeah. And that's, that's the state of mind that he's in when they're singing the Thank you very much song. And he thinks that they're actually, praising him. Like, I love it when he's giving the speech and as they're cheering, it's because he's dead and he doesn't even realize it. Yeah. It, it's, uh, the, the debt book. Yeah. The debt book. Um, so there's, there's a lot to it. I will say that I was really impressed with the musical number at the beginning where he's singing about hating people and they've got the kids following him around father Christmas and how well that matches up with the big musical number at the end. So it's like these two bookends of this big musical number where it's kind of the same themes. And yes, they're following him around singing father Christmas, but then at the end they're following him around because he's dressed as father Christmas. And now he is, you know, this embodiment Mm -hmm. of father Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really well done as well. Um, What I, what really surprised me is my seven-year-old daughter came in while we were watching it. And um, sat and ended up watching the whole thing with us. And it's not a short movie. I mean, it's no, it's a couple hours, a couple hours. Yeah. And I was like, she's going to get bored with this and probably leave. And she didn't, she sat and watched the whole thing with us. And then after that, she was like, I'm going to watch the Christmas carols on, on Disney uh, plus. And so she went and watched the Muppet Christmas Carol and Mickey's Christmas Carol. And then the Jim Carrey one that's on Disney plus. And then this morning she wanted to watch Scrooge again. She's like, yeah, this is my favorite of the Christmas carols. And I'm like, and we, we just rented it. So I'm thinking now we have to go buy it because (laughs) she liked it as much as she did. It's for free. So if you have, if you have Roku, you can get, I mean, there's some commercials. That's how I watched it. There was a few commercials that I had to see, but it was a little jarring. Yeah. Yeah. But but that was that was her favorite. That was her favorite of the Christmas Carol movies that she's seen. And so I'm like, well, obviously this is going to become a tradition oh gosh, in our I house to that. watch it every year. And and it I wasn't love bad. That. I yeah, it was it was fun. My four year old came in and he was like, they were he came in at the scene where they were looking in uh, the Cratchit's house after it was Ghosts of Christmas yet to come, and he's looking in the house and there's the crutch and everything, and he's like, oh that's the Mickey family that he's looking at. We're like, yeah. And he's like, and that's, that's the uncle Scrooge character. Yeah. That's Scrooge McDuck's character. And then it showed the ghost of Christmas is yet to come. He's like, Oh, him is Pete. Yep. That's, that's the Pete. And then he started telling us everything that was going to happen for the end of the story. And like, we had no idea that he had watched Mickey's Christmas Carol enough that he was that familiar with the story, but he totally knew what was going on and was right into it. But I think that that's a testament to this being so true to the source material, not that Mickey's Christmas Carol is the, is the source material, but those what? are both. What are you saying right now? <laughs> that is not the original Christmas Carol. I know it's weird, um, but, but both of those are true to the story. And so when you watch this, it does feel comfortable right away, even if you've never seen it. And then it adds some music that, that is that there are parts that are delightful where you want to get up. I didn't get up and start I, dancing I around the, with him. I love but. life song. I think that yes. song is great. the The Ghost of Christmas Present is just so is just so much fun. But I, we haven't talked about the Ghost of Christmas, or excuse me, the Ghost of Jacob Marley, Sir yes. Alec Guinness. Yes, Obi Wan Kenobi. He, here he is playing a ghost again, giving wise advice. Apparently, this was what he did at the end of his career, playing ghosts. Um, yeah, I think he enjoyed playing this ghost better than the other one. Oh, he yeah, was I having too. a ball with this ghost, yeah. Well, I think I think when you're a classically trained actor like Alec Guinness, I think there are certain stories that you just want to be part of. And I think A Christmas Carol is one that, like, yeah, 
you know, big budget Christmas Carol. Yeah. I want to be part of that. Like I want to participate in that. And so I think you do have a good time with it. And you could tell some of his stuff was cheesy. My wife hates the part where he starts screaming because Scrooge doesn't believe that it's him. And he's like, like lifts up (laughs) off the ground. And she's like, what is going on? (laughs) But, but overall, like it is Alec Guinness, but it, it takes you a minute if you don't know that to really place that it's him because it doesn't look yeah. like Obi-Wan and it doesn't sound like Obi-Wan because he's doing a different voice. It's just, but it's well played. I, um, that would have been really funny though. If like all of a sudden, like this lightsaber came out. <laughs> <laughs> Ebenezer's like, what should I do? He's like, use the force screw. <laughs> right. Yeah, I good. probably would have enjoyed the movie a little bit more than I did. <laughs> That's a whole different movie. Yeah, but I'd watch it. I'd totally watch it. It's a different uh, Star Wars Christmas special for sure. <laughs> Let's recast the Christmas Carol and all Star Wars characters. <laughs> Craig Price. Well. Calling Craig Price. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do want to say if you are a fan of the Christmas Carol and your daughter seems to be now like a super fan, um, the Megaplex is doing something really cool where they're actually showing Hale Center Theaters a Christmas Carol on the big screen in case you can't go to Hale Center Theater because, you know, COVID and everything. And it's pretty neat. So. Oh, cool. That's something worth checking out. People at Megaplex do a great job. And and they're not a sponsor. That's that's an honest. But they could be if they'd like to be. We wouldn't say yes. no. We are open to that. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, there's the shameless part. So, yeah, I'll throw I, I it went, in there. I don't want. I, I went with this one for a couple reasons. One, the the fact that it's not as well known. Um, it is a little bit more direct tie into Christmas, but you know, it's, it's been two and a half years since I lost my mom and it was just, this was her favorite Christmas movie. She hated uh, a Christmas story. Like she could not stand a Christmas story and it blew my brother and I away. Um, Mm -hmm. But she loved this one. So it was a, it was nice. Thanks for letting me revisit it. You guys. It it was fun to visit. Um, Like I, I thought I had seen most of the Christmas Carol versions out there, but this is one that I had heard of that I hadn't seen. Um, And it was fun. I mean, and it now you're going to be watching it for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, my daughter's <laughs> going to want to watch it every year now until your daughter I, goes off to college. I honestly right. think that I would have enjoyed watching it more if I would have seen it with Tracy because I think that would have been the fun energy that Tracy brings to loving this film so much. I also think I wish I would have watched it last week instead of this week because I, sc- I screened well I screened a lot of really bad movies also mm. this last week mm. and so I had like a lot of bad taste in my mouth and then yeah I watched it post Mando and it just like I don't know I did it was it was a little bit hard for me to get through um mm-hmm. it didn't like suck at all it just I don't think I was in the you know how you can be in like not the right frame of mind Mm-hmm. the right mm-hmm. mood for it. Um, yeah. And then after I finished watching that, I just watched like a ton of British movies. It got me mm. in the mood. So I just went to the PBS channel. And I watched <laughs> just a ton of British movies, which was great. And TV shows, my dogs at 1130. They're like, you're usually in bed by now. It's time to go to bed. I'm like, but it's, it's a weekend night. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, it wasn't horrible. But I do. Th- I don't know. I just. It, I didn't. It, it wasn't great for it's me this time around. Yeah, it wasn't great for me this yeah. time around. Yeah, I mean, well, I think. I, think <laughs> I feel like the, the, way, the bridge of this. <laughs> I, I found out this year, and I never knew this, but "bah humbug" was actually a term that was used back then, and it was basically meant BS. Yeah, yeah. which I didn't I, know. I thought it. I, I like even know. more. Well, and that, and you, and they use it like that in this film because when the ghosts come up, he's like, "You're all humbugs. You're all, you know." And it was like they use it as kind of in that way. So, yeah. Um, I I liked it. I like I said, I it doesn't replace Muppet Christmas Carol as my favorite of the Christmas Carol movies. Um, but it is true to the story and it's one of my favorite Christmas stories. I think there's just something that is just so 
great about the idea that your heart can change, that it's not too late. You can make the world a better place by just making yourself better and, and doing what, what you can to improve. And, and even, a, even a person as awful as Ebenezer can change. Yeah. And I think also that's, that's worth noting, you know, these ghosts show up and put all this effort to help him change. Even a person like Ebenezer Scrooge is worth changing and worth, um, you know, no, everybody's got worth and it's worth changing and saving almost. And I, anyway, right. I, I just right. like the story. Um, my daughter loves it. So this is obviously going to be like a solid B at our house that so we're going to watch it every year. And it's going to be part of our Christmas rotation, which we weren't expecting, but I'll be honest. It's not the only movie out of the ones that we've picked that is now going to be part of our Christmas rotation. Uh-huh. And that brings us to your do pick. We wanna, now. Do we want to rate his movie first though? So I don't know if we, Okay, we'll give it a grade. We can grade. Now, what would you you give just a- you just called it a solid B, so you graded yeah. it already. I did grade it already. That's true. Well, yeah, but nobody obviously just because you my run grade this is the only one that matters. <laughs> okay, sorry, not my attention. Now, what would you give for a grade on this movie? Uh, I give it a C plus. I give it a C plus. C plus. Yeah. And and Tracy, this was your uh, movie. What would you grade it? On, on an on an overall movie level, um, I'd go B plus on this one. It's a it's a fun. It's different. Um, it is dated, so you got to kind of know that going into it. It is a musical, so you got to kind of know that going into it. I we think Albert Val, Finney sorry, is man. yeah. Uh, we didn't warn Val in advance. That's so true. Um, but Albert Finney is just delightful in this. The songs are pretty catchy for the most part. And uh, I'm going to give it a B plus as a film, as a Christmas tradition. Um, I'll actually bump it up to an A minus. Awesome. So. Awesome. So um, this isn't the only film that's probably going to be added to my Christmas rotation at our house. And that brings us to Val's film. See how we pretended like the last part didn't even happen. Val, (laughs) what movie did you pick for us to talk about? (laughs) Very professional of you. Um, Thank you. I picked... I picked The Holiday, which is actually not just one of my favorite Christmas movies, but I watched this movie all year long. It takes place during Christmas, so mm-hmm. it's not one that people actually think about. But I have a love for Jack Black, and I loved him before this film because he made me laugh and everything. But then seeing him in this movie... um. I I just have the biggest crush on him. Like, and it has never gone away. It just gets bigger and bigger. Um, But I, I'm not sometimes like when Jude law. So we've got Jude law, Cameron Diaz, um, Jack black. And um, oh my gosh. Uh, I love Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. I love her. Um, I love Kate Winslet all the time. And I love Jack black all the time, but there are times in, in movies that I don't love Cameron Diaz and I don't love Jude law. Like for me, those two actors, I either really like them in the role or I really don't. There's no like middle row. And I feel Mm -hmm. like this is such a great cast because it shows all of these actors playing a part they've never played before. Do you know what I mean? Like Jude law he hasn't played this character. He cries more in this movie than I think I've ever seen him cry ever. And it mm-hmm. works. And Cameron Diaz plays this character. That's a little more vulnerable. Cause she always plays kind of a strong female character, mm-hmm. um, but she plays one in a very different way. I love Kate Winslet. And again, I love Jack black, but um, I just, I don't know what it is about this movie. It just makes me really happy, really happy. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. This was, this was one that we'd heard about. Um, I never went and saw um, until we picked it for this episode. Um, and then my wife and I sat down and watched it. And we're like, okay, we're going to watch that every year now because it was just so enjoyable and, and just, it was just good and uplifting. And he just felt good. And, and I'll be honest, Jude Law, you, you brought up his character when he first appears. I'm like, this guy's going to be a jerk because he yeah. shows up totally drunk and he's been picking up ladies at the bar and man, was that one of the biggest swerves in in storytelling that I had seen in a long time. And I loved it because he ended yeah. up being this great character, single dad, just trying to make it after his wife had passed away. Like, I loved yeah. his character way more than I thought I would when he first appeared on screen. So the premise of the movie is Cameron Diaz is, and I love this because when has this ever been portrayed in a movie? She's a trailer cutter. She is a person that cuts together movie trailers 
That is an actual job, which I would love, by the way. Oh, um, and totally. she's very successful at it, so much that she has like a studio at her house. Christmas is the busiest time of year for trailers mm -hmm. because a lot of movies, you know, going on. I totally love that. Her boyfriend, um, who is, uh, what's his name? They've been in a movie before. I can't um, think of his name. He always plays a jerk uh, most of the time. Yeah. But yeah. so he ends up cheating on her and she says, I need to take a break. I need to go on vacation. And her staff is like, what? You never take a break. You never go on vacation. She doesn't know how to cry. That's one of the things her boyfriend is like, you can't even cry. And this is like, you know, so this is her one thing she can't do. So she gets online and she tries to figure out where she's going to go. Cause she just has that kind of time and money that she can just yeah. pick whatever. And she ends up connecting with Kate Winslet's character, who is all the way across um, across the pond. And she I love that term. across the pond. Um, yeah, I love it. She she has she's a character that has something <laughs> going on that I think a lot of people can relate to, and that's being in love with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. just can't stop like feeding into him using her. And then um, she's an editor of the uh, wedding section at her local newspaper. And it ends up being where the guy she's in love with, she has to write his wedding announcement. So she goes home. She's totally devastated. They meet online and they house swap, which I just think is I don't know. Like it's very original. I like it. It yeah. hasn't been done. Um, it's a unique take on the body swap film. Yeah, I mean, so they they house swap, um, and like Cameron Diaz lives in Beverly Hills in this huge mansion, and Kate Winslet lives in this little cottage in the middle of um, nowhere in Surrey. Um, and I have to say, I kind of like Kate Winslet's house better um, than I do Cameron Diaz, but I just really love this. And their lives get intertwined. They meet each other's like, you know, different people. But I love the old guy that Kate Winslet yes. just becomes friends with. The meet cute. Like, I love the yes. meet cute. He's a writer for films when films were romantic and all of this stuff. And she helps rehabilitate him. And then she meets Jack Black. And one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when they go to rent a movie. One, because they're renting a movie in a movie right? place. Yep. I was like, oh, blockbusters. I missed those so much. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I, I lived there for a while. Yeah. But two, like when Jack Black does his Jack Black thing and he's like, doodly doo, like he's singing, he's doodly doing all of like the main songs because he's a composer for, you know, he's a movie composer. And right as they're doing Mrs. Robinson, they look over <laughs> and there's Hoffman, Dustin yeah. Hoffman standing like, there. Every time. <laughs> it's there, just those little things in this movie that just make me yeah. so happy. I, uh, I agree. The, the old guy, Arthur, was great. Probably my yes. favorite character in the whole movie. And that's hard because I love Jack Black's character. I loved all the characters in this movie. So what were you going to say, Tracy? I cut you off. I apologize. Oh, no, you're, you're totally fine. So I'm going to be a little bit of the voice of dissent on this one. Um, of course you this are. One, it, hey, she was, <laughs> just she, was, she was Scrooge. So I'm going to play yeah, the that's Scrooge true. here. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate it, but this film is really overly long. This movie should have been an hour and a half and it's almost two and a half hours. It is so long. I've never Holy felt cow. that in my life. Oh. Like I, I have watched this movie back to back three times. So like wow. I, there's just, and I'm not a huge rom-com right, fanatic. Right. Like I usually would watch the musical or die hard or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But there's just something about this movie that I just love so much when, when Cameron Diaz like finally gets to Surrey and she gets to the little grocery store and she's like eating things as she's putting them in her basket and opens up the wine. She's like, why not? <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, that's, I've been there. I've been in that, I've been in that very spot before. <laughs> and the cashier's <laughs> like, Oh, are you having a party? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Definitely having a party. So I, there are some very cute moments in this that I enjoyed quite a bit. And I don't, I don't mean cute in like a condescending way, but I mean no, like literally, no. like I really right. thought they were fun. Like when they're messaging back and forth, first of all, I had no idea that this was a thing. If you're renting a house, like on Airbnb, if it's even possible to be like, Oh, this is only for swaps, not like to just, so I have to come stay at your house. If you're going to come here. 
I don't know if that was just made up for the movie, but I loved it. No, it made there, a great there premise. are. My friend Mike does that in California. Yeah, I don't know if that app is the same, but yeah, there are house swaps. Interesting. But I love the chat back and forth where she's talking. You know, Kate Winslet is like, yeah. well, this is my house. It's a little cottage. Um, where do you live? <laughs> well, my house is slightly larger than yours. It's <laughs> a huge mansion in Beverly Hills. Um, I just thought that was great. I love, I mean, the the guy that she likes, you know he's going to be a bad guy because I've never seen him play not a jerk in a film because he's the bad he's the main bad in uh, a Knight's Tale he's the yeah. nice guy going up and yeah Edward. he's he is a good guy I will find it but he is you keep going and I'll find it yeah but anyway when he kept popping up I was like well obviously he's a jerk and he is like he's awful to her and I yeah. love when she stands up to him finally at the end of the movie and she yes. was like no i'm not gonna do this and i was like yeah that's right like i sat up in my bed and my wife's like, are you okay i'm like listen that was great that was awesome because <laughs> she finally showed that gumption that arthur kept talking to her about um and i love that at the same moment jack black's doing the same thing with his ex-girlfriend who just cheated on him and then they meet at the awards and arthur's theme starts and i'm like crying at that point i'm like he's here he came it was awesome. I'm See, not I, I really enjoyed the Jack Black um, story, the Jude Law Cameron Diaz story. I just couldn't really get into. Like, there's not a lot of growth there for her character. Like, Kate Winslet has a lot of growth, and Jack Black has a lot of growth. Um, and and Cameron Diaz, she is kind of an underappreciated actress. She's kind of she's she has a limited range. But in that range, she's really good. And it, and this performance kind of made me think of a little bit of my best friend's wedding. She's kind of this mm. sweet, cheery. Um, but I don't know. Just the whole relationship for a long time was just built on a physicality. And mm -hmm. I, I just for some reason, that storyline, I kept wanting to go. I'm like, go back to L.A. Go back to Kate Winslet. Go back to Jack Black. Interesting. Like I definitely could have used more of Jack Black and Kate Winslet because I thought Jack Black was so brilliant in this, yeah. but yeah, like you said, like you're putting your head. Yeah. I can always yeah. use more Jack Black. Yeah. Like any movie could use more Jack Black. Jack but, Black is like bacon. You can always yeah. have more bacon. But I did not feel the same way about the Jude Law um, Cameron Diaz story. I really enjoyed, especially once she met his daughters and the daughters were adorable. Yeah. And, and she started, like her whole thing was, I don't want to be involved in a relationship. I don't want to make things complicated, but you can see that kind of opening up little by little as the story goes on. And I, I actually liked their story quite a bit. So I, that's interesting that you that you yeah. felt that way, Tracy. I, I didn't feel the same I think, when I watched it. So I think I do agree. I, I like Kate Winslet's and Jack Black's story a little bit more, but what I love about Cameron Diaz's character is because I've been there. Like I've been a woman where you're like, you have to work harder than mm -hmm. every person to be good at your job. And you just workaholic, workaholic, workaholic. And you think, you know, like she said, like, you know, nobody has time for sex, you know? And he's like, well, that's not true. <laughs> like you, I think sometimes when you're a woman and I'm not saying I don't have it, but what I'm saying is like, she's been cutting everything out of her life. Yeah. Like she's focused on work. Yes, she has a person, but she focused and I've been there like where I focused all on work and I have a person, but not really paying attention to them. And then she goes out there and she realizes that there's more to life than what she's been doing. And she meets these little girls and she's wearing the totally wrong outfit because she doesn't <laughs> know you know, that he has these kids and then she lays <laughs> down in their amazing fort. Like whoever built that fort, I want that fort yep. in my house, um, you know, and the little girls are just taken with her and she realizes, wait a second, like there's more to life than what I've been doing. And yeah. when they go to have their awkward, you know, lunch together, when they've already been physical, like you said, it was mainly like this physical attraction kind of whirlwind. And they realized, well, we don't, we don't, our lives don't really fit together but then they realized, but we really love each other. So we're going to figure it out. And so I just, yeah. It's not as practical and it's not as romantic as the other relationship, but I do like the fact that she kind of had these little aha moments. Um, and I think he did as well. Like being a dad with two kids, he thought he had to separate 
those things. Like when my parents have them, I go on the weekends and I'm just a totally separate person, but it wasn't making him happy. Like being yeah. that, you know, totally separate person. I, I do think the Jude Law character, one thing that I will say about it is he was maybe just a little too perfect. Like he had an obvious flaw in like that. He would go to the bars on the weekend when his parents had the girls and, you know, pick up women and all of that. But it wasn't really as emphasized as some of the other flaws that the characters had. And then as yeah. she got to know him more and more, I'm like, okay, so he's a great dad and he's incredibly good looking and he's got a really good job. And, and, and like everything just kept adding on where he was just, I mean, he's the great looking guy who's great in bed, but he also does Mr. Napkin head for his daughters. You know, like it was just a little much. I was like, there's really like, he's just too perfect, but that's okay. Cause it's a romantic comedy. So it didn't detract from the story too much, but still he was pretty perfect. He, I think it's funny. A trailer editor and a book editor are not having those kind of houses in England and in Los Angeles. I'm just saying like, even well, if really the height of the movie, job, what's that? She was, she was really good at her job though. She was the best. I mean, that movie that she was editing. I mean, why didn't that movie come out <laughs> with James Franco? And Lisa, um, Lohan, I, Lohan. Um, I I will also let's make say it more that red, my... not like Die Hard red, or uh, you know, let's make it Christmassy red. What did she say? Not um, a director. She said not Scorsese red. Scorsese yeah. red, yeah. <laughs> so I will say that one of my favorite things about this movie, though, is when she would think in the trailer voice. And like yeah. it would dub over, like she thought good. her life was perfect, but she was wrong. And, I, and she like rolls her eyes and she's thinking about it. And I just thought that was, I was like, that's just great because it was the total trailer thing and it was, it was perfect. So uh, Jack Black though is, is awesome in this. My wife does not typically like Jack Black. She thinks he's a little too off the wall. And usually uh -huh. the characters that he plays are a little too off the wall. She really, really liked him a lot in this movie because it he is very different movie. from what we typically see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it yeah. was I thought it was brilliant because it showed that he could still be him. He was not not mm -hmm. being him as an actor. He still you could tell right. that he but I lost myself in him. Like yeah. I mm -hmm. like this character wasn't unbelievable. He's the friend of Cameron Diaz's ex now ex-boyfriend. He goes over to pick something up and he's just a friendly guy that has conversations that's also in in love with the wrong person. You know, it which um she the girl that he's in love with is also in a night's tale with the cheater um oh. boyfriend on Kate Winslet's side. They're in that movie together. They're both jerks and they're both in that yeah. movie together. So oh. Perfect. Well, I kind of got the feeling like this is more of what Jack Black is in real life. The Jack Black that we all know and love is like the amplified, turned up to 11 version. Have it's you like seen him on Instagram? You need to follow on his Instagram, Instagram. He's in his underwear all the time, all the time. doing crazy stuff. And it, it, kind of, it kind of makes me think of like right. The Rock Johnson, where there's like his rock character was cranked up to 11 but then there's the real him. And I kind of got the feeling like this is how Jack Black actually is. Yeah. And I think, I, Jack I think Black there's crazy. I love the man for no, sure. No, I do too. I just think, yeah. I don't, I think at home he needs a, like a volume to set him down. Oh. I bet at home he's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's hard to know. I think a lot of these people, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of celebrities put out a public persona. Out. <laughs> I might get arrested, but I'm going to find out. Well, you have Just, firsthand experience. We have not run through the streets of Park people? City with Jack Black. No. <laughs> Tom Holland much, huh? Huh? I didn't stalk Tom Holland. You want she to? didn't even put him in his backpack when she had a chance. I, I don't. That's creepy because he's just a kid. I mean, what? He's 22, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Jack Black um, did a Spider-Man thing and him in spandex is fantastic. <laughs> so let's, let's give this movie a grade. Tracy, what would you grade the holiday? Um, like I said, the, the Cameron Diaz Jude Law storyline just didn't quite work for me. Um, overall, the girls were adorable. Um, I really, I'm a huge fan of Kate Winslet. I love just about everything that she's in and done. I like Jack Black. Um, Nancy Myers isn't my favorite director. Um, it was a little too much on the, this is how Hollywood used to be and it's not anymore. And it was like, you're, I could feel her voice 
instead of it being part of the story. And it's really, mm. really long. Like as a, my, if, if I start noticing edits in this film or lack of edits, that means that I'm not being entertained and engaged. And I kept finding myself of all the things that I could cut. And every time that, um, Cameron Diaz went up to a fence and paused and smiled over the English countryside. I'm like, that's 20 minutes right there. Um, wow. <laughs> I got to earn, earn the Ebenezer name here for, for this. Yeah. One. You're doing a good um, job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go B minus on this one. Okay. Val, we'll do you last. Cause this was your movie. Sorry. I was going to go to me next. <laughs> um, I, I would give this a solid, B, B plus range. We enjoyed it. My wife and I really liked it. This is one, like there are certain movies that you have to, you can get really caught up in the Christmas movies and you're watching Christmas movie after Christmas movie after Christmas movie. This one is a nice kind of palate cleanser because even though it takes place during the holidays, it's not like in your face Christmas. Um, And so it's kind of nice because you feel like I'm still watching a Christmas movie, but it's not overly Christmassy. Um, And I just love Jack Black. I could, I mean, and the fact that he gets Kate Winslet at the end of this movie just made me happy because he's not the typical Hollywood leading man, but he should be because he's an incredible actor and incredible talent. Um, so overall, yeah, probably a B plus for me. Yeah. I give it a solid a, I mean, I throw, I, I don't care I, that I'm a film critic and that it hits all these tropes. I don't feel okay. that it's long. I can watch this movie over and over and over. It makes me happy if I'm having a bad day. Like I can just turn it on and I'm in a good place. I feel like because Jack Black is, it does show his range in such an easy way. Like it just seems effortless, mm-hmm. this character mm-hmm. for him, um, where you would think that this is him in real life. It didn't seem like it was this huge stretch for him to play, but it doesn't match up with really a lot of his other characters that he's played. Kate Winslet mm-hmm. is amazing. I love their whole storyline um yeah i i just think it i also think it was as much as there are tropes in this movie for romantic comedies it's an original story it subverts subverts a lot of the tropes too i mean like jake said having the dad with two kids so there is there is that and i i didn't hate it but it didn't quite work for me but that's I honestly the, that's the think I love this movie this. out of all three of us was more made for me than anyone. So it's okay. Sure. And, and that's the thing that I love about this show. I'm the demographic. I love about the show is we can each have our own opinions. We can each have our own things and be respectful. It didn't work for me, but it works for you. And I think that's awesome. And, and you don't get very many A's. So you give this an A that is. Yeah. Well, I just think every time I've told someone about this film and they're like, I just really don't like Jack Black. And I'm like, just please try it. Just Mm -hmm. give it a try. And Mm -hmm. then when they come out at the end of it, they're like, okay, I I really like Jack Black. Uh, You know, Uh and I I just, so for me, that's an A in itself because I, I do think that people put him, you know, like Cameron Diaz, they kind of put them in this little area and they leave them there, but. Right. Oh, he's so great. So great. And like, they give a shout like, out really to like... Mission. Oh, go ahead. I was, yeah. I was going to say, they give a shout out to a movie we've already covered, The Mission. So that was fun. Yeah. They do. And, when, um, and I love the fact that he's a composer and he's like, this this score right here, this score. I'm like, uh-huh. He's, he's yeah, he's really good. I like that, Val, that you said on the other side, they come out and they're like, yeah, I do like Jack Black. And then do you hand them Nacho Libre? You're like, okay, well, then watch this. <laughs> If you don't like Jack Black after Nacho Libre, I don't know that I can be friends with you. Yeah, Nacho Libre is great. <laughs> we need to cover that one sometime. It's just silly. Yes, can we please? Can we please yes. cover it? Can we have a Jack Black month? Could we just I, do We need Jack to. We've, Black? we've talked about it before. I think we've talked about it on the air. Maybe January needs to be Jack Black month. Yes, we need to start 2021 outright with January Jack Black. January is usually bleak and cold and it's a letdown after the holidays. So I'm great doing some Jack Black movies. That's Yay! that works for me. All right. Best Christmas present ever. <laughs> so that brings us to my film, which is also a romantic comedy, but and I think it's one that people watch, but you don't necessarily think of it as a Christmas movie, even though it takes place at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I picked while you were sleeping. And for me, it does check a lot of the boxes for a good Christmas movie. It happens at Christmas time. It takes place in Chicago. I don't think John Hughes wrote or anything on this one, but it, he could have because like it is in Chicago, um, which for me, because of 
John Hughes and, and all the movies that he did that are Christmas movies. Chicago's always linked to Christmas time for me. I'd love to go there at Christmas time, which is probably the worst time to travel to Chicago, but it's um, cold. Your lungs hurt. They will hurt. Yeah. So cold. But I love this movie. Sandra Bullock in the nineties. Like that was one of my big crushes. She was just such a great totally, actress totally. And, and is a great actress um, and just beautiful. And so this is a great film for that. Bill Pullman is a great romantic lead in this as well. Um, another guy who probably doesn't get a lot of romantic leads, but totally should because he can play just the average guy that is just lovable and great. And I'll be honest, the paper boy scene where he slips on the ice, that alone makes this movie so rewatchable. Just that you, scene, just put it on a loop. The thing just is, awesome. I was watching the movie when you had, when you had messaged that and, and it was like happening. And then I just went rewind. <laughs> it is such a great scene because there's no point to it at all it doesn't have anything to do with the story it's just okay it's morning here's the guy delivering the papers and he falls on his bike and they just move forward like nothing happened and it is just so good but there is a lot um about this movie that i love it's so the whole premise is insane that you right. ought to that like you get roped into this family because a nurse overhears that you said you were going to marry this guy and says you're his fiance and gets into this whole big mess. It's ridiculous, but you love the family. You love the characters. And I think that's what keeps bringing me back to this movie is just how great the characters are, are and how great the cast is overall. Well, and everyone in her life that finds out what she's doing are totally okay with her, like evolving this lie. Like her boss is like, no, you <laughs> yes. just need to go through with it. The <laughs> uncle who is the God dad is like, no, you just need to finish this yeah. up like and then the nurse finds out and she's like you know she's like everybody wants her to lie i'm like you guys are all awful awful people um but i love i also love joe jr yes I joe jr is so great he is such a fun side character and i love that he's always like pulling up his pants you know and then yeah. she puts them in the closet are you trying on my shoes and then she just shuts the door on him like <laughs> or where he's when he's heartbroken at the end and she's like, come in, I'll let you try off my shoes. He's like, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I love when uh, Jack, the character meets Joe Jr. The first time. And he asks, Oh, do you know Lucy in, in 201? <laughs> no, her. I'm dating her. And he's like, and so he confronts her about it because he really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I love that he confronts her because he believes that this guy is dating Lucy. Like he's met her a couple of times and he thinks this is the guy that she's going to go out with. Joe Jr. Right. right. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, I agree. It is really weird that every time somebody finds out, they're just like, Oh yeah, you just got to keep going with it. Like just, just keep. And her boss is just so over it though. By the end, as she keeps trying to tell him like, when she brings him the wedding announcement, he's like, wait, this is your wedding invitation. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting married. Which one are you marrying? Peter, the guy in the coma. Yeah. The guy in the coma. <laughs> He's like, wait, what happened to Jack? He didn't want me, all right? And she just like walks out. It's just like, she's just, he's like, he's so confused by the end. We're all confused, but it's so great. Um, but it's just a good, fun movie. It's one I know a lot of families watch over and over again every year, but like, this is another one for me that's a good palate cleanser because it does take place at Christmas time, but it's not overly Christmas. And so you can play this when you're kind of just done with the elves and the tinsel and the Santa Claus, like, put this one on and it's, mm -hmm. it's good to go. You know, I, well, for, I forgot that it would took place during Christmas and I forgot how great it was. And when I was watching it, um, unlike the holiday, like their side characters are like peripheral view. You see them a little bit, you know, a little bit about them, but they're out here. And these side characters, it, one of my favorite things about it, because it reminds me of like a Disney animated movie where the side characters sometimes are more fun than mm -hmm. the main characters because they've thought about them so much. I love her boss. I love the guy that plays her boss. I love his aunt. Um, mm -hmm. You know, something's always going on with her and the mom and like, they're like, okay, tell us how you, you she should be able to prove that she's with him, you know, and she tells him <laughs> the testicle story. And as a family sitting in this room, they all think it's perfectly fine to check this grown man's testicle in front of every, it's not like leave the room, call the doctor in. Like there's a medical yeah. way to do this. Oh, we're all just going to stay here as you feel your son up. I, I laugh. I'm laughing so hard. Well, I just then, love this. 
the way they do it is so great because they're like, well, I'm not going to look. You, you got to look. And the mom finally, well, I'm his mother. I guess I'll take a look. And then I it just cuts the to them all walking to the board. elevator and like, well, we had no idea that like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so well done. Um, the the dinner scene where they're sitting and they're talking about the creamy mashed potatoes and like Cesar Romero being really tall and Cesar Romero's not Spanish. I never said he was Spanish. I said he was tall. Oh yeah, he's tall. And like just going on and on. And we're just, it's like that is a, like a family dinner. It was perfect. It was just really well played. So now I could be wrong, but wasn't this the first um, leading film for Sandra Bullock post Speed? Like Speed was her breakout, and I think this was the film that like cemented her as America's sweetheart because she really was for her for quite a while. She was, she was the the go to it girl, and she's underappreciated. Like she is so charming and so disarming, and she just fits. She just feels natural. It doesn't feel like she's playing a character. She just mm-hmm. yes. is that character. Nineteen ninety four. While you were sleeping was nineteen ninety five, and then she did a Time to Kill in nineteen ninety six. She also did The Net in nineteen ninety five. So oh she yeah, did two, two movies yeah. that year. So two totally different roles, obviously. Yeah. With While You Were Sleeping and The Net, and I obviously While I You think- Were Sleeping was the better movie. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, I think, I think this is definitely the role. Well. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, that was the early well, days of the internet. Right, and so it didn't, it obviously probably doesn't hold up at all. Like that. <laughs> but this does. This, this is one where I was working at the video store when this came out, and my mom had wanted to see it, and we never got to see it in the theater, and we got a screener for it early, and took it home, and my mom just fell in love with this, and this is one we would watch all the time at home. So it was kind of fun again with like Scrooge, Jake is just feeling that nostalgia of, and, but like I said, Sandra Bullock, man, she's just so effortless in this movie and she's funny and she's quirky and she's charming. And Mm -hmm. you believe, like you said, I mean, it's a crazy premise, but you believe it 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 so well. It it makes sense. That's the thing is it makes sense that she's just talking to herself and saying, I was going to marry that guy. And the nurse is like, Oh, you know, and then it just spirals. And then she gets in trouble again when she's talking to the, when the young girl and her friends marry, I think, and her friends come and visit her in the booth. And then as they're leaving, she turns to her friend. She's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And so then her friend tells Mary and then Mary tells everybody else. And so then they're at the party and Jack won't let her drink. And she's like, why? Because you're pregnant, and he shouts it, and everybody hears it. She's like, "Okay, nope." So it's uh, <laughs> it is a lot of fun because it is kind of this he said, she said, and it just spirals and a mm-hmm. game of telephone out of control. I also think it would be really fun to change all the music from this movie, add in like Hitchcock suspense music, and add a detective character because she's a freaking stalker. She's been stalking this guy from her work this whole time. She knows the suits that he wears. She knows all the colors of his tie. She knows all these things about him. And then she accidentally envelops herself into his life, gets Mm -hmm. into his apartment, gets to know his family and almost marries him. Like if you changed just the music and added a detective to this film, it could be I, a different movie, and I would still I, watch it and love it. I've never thought of that, but I kind of want to watch that movie. <laughs> like, you know how they take the trailers of a movie and they'll change mm-hmm. like the music to make a funny movie, a scary movie? Like, let's somebody needs to dub if they haven't. Maybe they have already done this, but somebody needs to redub like the you know the premise of this trailer because she's a freaking that- stalker. Yeah, you need that yeah. old timey detective where he's like, I had six slugs in me, five of them were liquor, one of them was bullet, you know. <laughs> what? That Sam Spade detective character. You totally need that. Columbo. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Yeah, this this film is a lot of fun from start to finish. I do love I, you meant the side characters are great. The story is good. Doesn't make any sense, but it's okay because by the end you're totally bought in. Mm-hmm. Like when Jack shows up to propose to her and he drops the ring in her little tray, like you're like, Oh, of course she's going to, I mean, that just makes sense because she didn't really wait to see the aftermath of what she had done when she had finally had comes clean to the family. 
right. just like assumes they're not going to want anything to do with her. But then, but I, and I love like that scene, the wedding scene where she says, I object. Like before he even starts the ceremony, she's like, I have to confess something. I'm in love with your son. We know, yeah, we know. We that's know why that. we're here. Not that one. That one. <laughs> They're like, what? Jack, what did you do? I love, I love, like you said, that scene where he drops the ring in because she doesn't get the whole emotional teary. She, he's like, well, can I come in? And she's like, not without tokens. You know? Like, <laughs> no, I can't let you in. Not without a token. No freebies here. I, I got to say, Peter Gallagher's eyebrows in this movie. Oh, my gosh. Jeff Kiss to that. I think there could be just a whole edit of just his eyebrows. Yeah, It's the anti-Henry Cavill beard mustache Superman thing. Well, he's known yeah. for his yeah. eyebrows. It's, yeah. His eyebrows are just on point. And I, I, I kind of was laughing to myself. Sometimes I think really stupid things. But I, I when every scene where he's in the hospital... I could just mm -hmm. hear like the director. Um, okay, no, your your motivation is you're in a coma, so just lay there. And that's what I kept thinking of because he spends so much in the movie that way. But I, like, I what love, am I supposed to do this scene? <laughs> I love movie portrayals of people in hospitals because having just spent a few days in the hospital recently, and we've all been there, right? Where we've been like you're gross, you're dirty, you haven't uh -huh. like it's just disgusting. But no, when they come to the hospital, he's like, I mean, like you said, his eyebrows even look good. He looks fantastic still. Well, you know it's but the reason he looks good is because the nurses are out fighting over who's going to give who's him a sponge bath. He's probably so chapped or over lotioned because they've all like every 10 minutes they're in there grooming him. Like his balls were probably the no, cleanest they ever. His mom probably was fine because his balls were the cleanest they've ever been. Like all the, the singular, bats. just one. I can imagine the scene, the scene where they're talking about the testicle, and the nurses are like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." <laughs> well, that's we, true. That we, checks out. We know. Yeah. Wait, how do you know? know? Don't worry about it. I mean, it's our job. <laughs> just doing our job. We are thorough. Yeah. We are thorough. <laughs> we take pride in our work. And I love the church scene where they start getting in an argument in the church and the guy's like, can you just please pipe down? And he's like yelling at him. And it's like in the middle of prayer, they're standing up. And I'm like, <laughs> that's just awesome. So I like how you go from cleaning balls to a church scene. It was, that's, <laughs> that's how I roll. You know, there's no rules. There's a, there's a, there's an extreme to Jake. Jake, yeah. Jake covers the whole spectrum. That's right. <laughs> so let's let's give this one a grade. Um, I think there was one more that Val wanted to mention as well. Um, if I oh, remember I just right had an honorable that. mention, but yeah, yeah, I just wanted to remind people because I like I just forgot. Like as we were doing this research, and then also for my morning show, we were talking about movies that we didn't necessarily think were Christmas movies, but we like them. And yeah, so anyway, yeah. So we'll we'll do the honorable mentions here, but uh, Val, we'll start with you on this one. What would you grade while you were sleeping? Um, I give it a B plus. Like I really like this film. I didn't remember how much I liked it um, until we had to watch it again. And I was like, Oh yeah, I really like this. And I forgot this and this, and I would probably watch it again sometime in the next few months. Like I enjoyed it. Awesome. Tracy. I'm also going to go a B plus on this one. Um, it, it took me back. Um, it was funny how much I remembered of this movie. It had been a long time since I'd seen it. Um, but like I said, Sandra Bullock is just charming as all get out. She's she she took some time away to be with her family from acting, um, which I totally applaud and appreciate. But I wish we had some more of her early 90s. Sandra, I'm with you, Jake, had a total crush on her. Mm -hmm. Did, yep. Yep. She was she pushed all the buttons. So um, yep. it's it's charming. It's funny. It holds up well. Um, the the as crazy as the premise is, it's still believable within the world that they set. Um, really, really fun little film, um, available on Disney plus streaming. So it's free. If you've got Disney plus, go check it out. And, uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to go B plus. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's a, it's an a minus. <laughs> I enjoyed it a ton watching it again. Uh, we pull it out every Christmas at least, uh, and watch it. Um, it's one that my wife grew up watching in her house. And so we'll probably continue that tradition with our family as well. It's just fun. It's just a fun, fun movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm entertained from start to finish on it. So. All yeah. right, let's let's talk honorable mentions, Val. What was an honorable mention that you had? 
Um, you guys already know that I really like this movie, and it's You've Got Mail with um, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Mm. And it's not a it's not a movie that people think about a lot, um, but it is actually a really good one. And then um, I was like, oh, yeah, it does take place during Christmas for part of the film when she's decorating her bookstore. And, you mm -hmm. know, it's her like it reminded her of her mom and, you know, doing the Christmas decorations and twirls in the store and, you know, all of these things. And then they I just. It's such a great, I know that everybody loves um, uh, Sleepless in Seattle. I actually like this movie more than Sleepless in Seattle. Um, and, you know, it also brings you back to the dial up of the AOL. You're dialing up mm -hmm. and then you got, the, you got mail and all of that <laughs> stuff. But outside of that, I feel like this movie holds up a lot. And I just really love that they are creating this relationship without even meeting each other. And then they find out who they are and that they've already met. Um, mm -hmm. And I love the ending is like my favorite. He's like, I was hoping it was you. And I was, and then she said, I was hoping it was you. And then the dog is there and then the bridge. And then I just want to cry. Yep. So good. it's a good one. It's, it's a remake based on Chop Around the Corner, an old Frank That's Capra right. film. That's yeah. right. So, I forgot that. And it's that such a great story a about the shop around the corner. So yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. That was that was in the heyday of the Meg Ryan era. She was yep. really the it girl for quite a while. Yeah. It was, well, it was it the was, plastic surgery Meg. That's yeah, true. and it was it was the first heyday of the Tom Hanks. It was the that's, first Tom Hanks heyday yeah. era as well. Yeah. So I mean, he's had multiple heydays, let's be honest. His, <laughs> his whole life has been a heyday. His career's um, kind of been this. Yeah. Um, every time you think he starts going down, he comes back and he's just amazing still. Um, I, I do have an honorable mention as well. And I really debated about picking this film, but Batman returns. And I know that this is silly and funny, but it takes place at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. To me, I love Batman returns because out of the two that Tim Burton's or Tim Burton directed, this was the most Tim Burton Batman film. I mean, they really just let him do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Um, yep. And it just makes me love it even more. Like I love the original Batman. It's incredible. And I think it's one of the most perfect superhero movies out there, but this one, I just love realizing it's not as good a movie, but I just love it because it's so much more Tim Burton. So Holy. that would be an honorable mention for me, Tracy. I know we might be putting you on the spot. I don't know if you thought of an honorable mention. I did. So oh boy. Um, I, I, I like as much, I love the traditional Christmas movies. I love, um, you know, it's a wonderful life, which I hadn't seen until a couple of years ago. That's a whole different story, but I do enjoy it. Um, a Christmas story, um, all of those, but I do love the unconventional Christmas movie. And this movie came out a couple of years ago and it is, it's Anna and the apocalypse and it's available yes. on Hulu. I know it you love is, this one. It is charming. It's funny. It's a zombie Christmas musical it's set in a high school setting. So it's got Christmas, it's got Christmas, it's got high school, it's got zombies and it's, it's disarmingly charming. Like it, it, it takes you in places that you don't expect it to go. I don't feel Yes. It's a zombie movie, but it's not overly gory. Um, there's so much heart to that film and the songs talk about memorable songs. Like I love every song on that soundtrack. Awesome. I feel like if you had a band in high school, Tracy, it would have been called Disarmingly Charming because you are very Aww. charming. Oh, that was like nice. A little emo band. Little well, emo band. <laughs> disarmingly Charming, and they're all just in black with thick black eyeliner. Um, Stop. Well, there you go. If you are in the market for a Christmas movie, you just watched elf for the 14th time or you're getting ready to start your 24 hour christmas story marathon and you want something in between that's a little bit different we've given you some six options here that might <laughs> cleanse your palate a little bit or maybe it's something you haven't seen before a couple of musicals from tracy a couple of rom-coms from val like we've got some good picks here hopefully it'll make your season brighter and if not we're not in charge of your life anyway. So that's, you got to make your own choices. So. Go, watch the Go watch the Mandalorian and eat some cake. Yeah. I don't know. That's right. That's could, exactly right. We watched this season over and over. It was a great that's season right. of Mando. But it was you guys, a great season of Mando. It's Christmas time. It's weird. It's 2020 <clears throat> Christmas, but man, let's celebrate the heck out of it. Let's get through this year and the new year's let's the vaccines on its way. So there's hope out there. 
Um, I, I love doing this show with you guys. I love our listeners and our viewers. Um, it's just so much fun to come and talk movies with you guys. So Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas Tracy. Wait, and we need important- to, we need to end. We need to end the show with the actual way Jake you said you have to end every. Oh Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. We didn't mention that. Let me let me just say this right now about Scrooge <laughs> because you're going to be disappointed. Every Christmas Carol movie that I've ever seen ends with Tiny Tim saying "God bless us, everyone." Not Scrooge. Oh no! And Tracy called it artistic license. That artist should have his license taken away. Just taken away. All right, Tracy, let's end our show the way it's supposed to be ended, and you can do it. Thank you very much. Thank no, you. No, that's not that. No. God bless us, everyone, Tracy. Oh, 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 sorry. Okay. And a one and a two. God bless God us. God bless us, everyone. everyone. Yeah. All right. We won't see you at the movies, everybody. Bye. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.